calendars for the Roar's March Madness Show, March 18th from 5 to 8 p.m. at Mellow Mushroom of Clemson. We'll see you there. Back here live on the Roar, the Press Box with Brad and John. 11 to 4 a.m. on a Friday. On Monday, the Daytona winner was our adopted William Byron and his team. And Landon Walker was certainly a part of that. Uh, And he joins us live now on the Press Box. We'll talk football with him as well, but we have to start out with a monumental victory. Landon, good morning. Congratulations on Monday. I know that had to be an unbelievable feeling. Um, Have you even come down off the high yet, or is the team still, still enjoying the win? Yeah, man. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. First off, but uh, no, it's it's been a, a, a unbelievable you know, week to be honest with you. You know, starting from just being in Daytona a few extra days and the rain delay and those type of things, and then ended up being there on Monday night for the opportunity to to win the Daytona 500. I mean, it's, there's not enough words to describe the feeling we had. I mean, it's the Super Bowl of our sport, and being able to be there and enjoy it with the driver and just. Uh, you know, like I said, it, it was a few days there after the win that we were just kind of still in the high. We're still there. You know, we're still getting ready for Atlanta this week. But uh, the opportunity just to be able to enjoy that win. And, uh, you know, we have a great, great team. And, you know, I just felt like it was something that, you know, obviously you don't see those type of things coming. Those type of races are very – there's a lot of luck in them, uh, being in the right place at the right time. But also, you know, there's also a lot of skill involved from a driver standpoint and from a strategy standpoint. So – it was such a cool experience to get that win. And, you know, we've had a lot of wins. It's going to be tough to top that one. I I can't even imagine that. Um, I think certainly the way that, that the whole week, as you mentioned, played out and the way that you had to wait extra time and you went around. I mean, was it – how intense did it feel on, on Monday when things finally got started? I mean, like you said, it's the Super Bowl of NASCAR. Was it Was it sort of an uneasy feeling? Was it – was there a lot of trepidation, or did you, were you guys really confident that this this was a race you could win? Yeah, I think that we've had a lot of opportunity there to do well in the past, and you know, we've been very close before. Um, you know, but it's just one of those races that you can stay alive and not get wrecked. You can have an opportunity, and you know, it was the you know the the atmosphere surrounding the race was unbelievable. I mean, we had the Rock there, you know, as the Grand Marshal, and then you know to have a, a hundred thousand strong there on Monday that just hung in there all weekend after the weather had kind of gone, got out of town. It was really cool to see how many fans showed up to, to see the race. So I think that definitely kept it more exciting than a normal rain out Monday being the Daytona 500. You know, normally you have a rain out, you're not as lucky to have so many fans with the holiday on Monday. So that was a cool thing to have so many people there still Monday when we were able to capture that, that checkered flag. But, uh, you know, it was, there's a lot of emotion that, that came with that and a lot of years of frustration trying to win that race and being there. And, you know, they, our, our company puts a ton of work into just being able to uh, be there at the end of that race. You know, we, we, we consistently have had really good race cars at that, that track. So what a cool experience and, and, you know, to celebrate with our team and, you know, have some recognition from that standpoint, man, it just, it was, like I said, unbelievable, really, really great experience. As John pointed out, we came in on Tuesday morning his his words, not mine, Landon. The car didn't run out of gas. Those were his. It's words. a factual right. statement. What, what did I say that That's was right. incorrect? 
I'm backing my guy here. Come no. on. Hey, 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 listen, that's the 100% truth. And, you know, that's one of those racetracks. You know, John seems wise enough to know that that's very important there. <laughs> you know, Thank you. Gas is literally, that is literally one of those, sport, those, those types of things that comes into my mind because it's kind of like uh, uh, transparent having one of the best defenses in the league on your all night. So having, having that opportunity to be able to put gas in the car. And, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the pit stops that we do in Daytona, as you guys probably are familiar, are fuel-only stops, which is just me out there with the car and making sure I, you know, I, I have my, my timing right and know how much gas we're putting in the car each time. And so, you know, if you have one little thing go wrong, the strategy kind of gets really screwed up and you're not really where you thought you would be when the strategy began. So it's a, those engineers and the crew chiefs, they really have a tight window for how they want to do things, and you just got to be on the A-game. So, like I said, it's it brings me back to my days of playing college football when I knew I had like a, a really a stud on the end all day and, and knowing that, you know, if I miss my hands placement or something like that, he's going to be in the quarterback space every time. Last thing before we move over to, to some other things and, and get into some football conversation with you. I, I know there was some, maybe one of the storylines that came out of it other than, you know, the William, William Byron and, and you guys winning it was the, the pace and, and how, how the cars were, were sort of trying to be uh, fuel efficient during that race. I don't ask cars. Is that something that, NASCAR is going to look into and and did it feel different the pace of that race to you from your standard from your vantage point yeah it did and you know speaking with the driver and and our group of engineers after the race we knew we didn't have the fastest car in the race and you know from our standpoint trying to be more fuel efficient and be there at the end was our game strategy and so that was kind of the plan the whole race you know we actually ended up having to go to a backward car after wrecking the primary car in the dual qualifying race on Thursday night so when we had that opportunity to go to that backup car, we knew that, you know, there would be some disadvantages. The car probably wouldn't be as fast as our primary because they worked really hard on that primary car. So we went into the, to the race, you know, obviously with a different strategy than we would have having our main car. So it was uh, obviously to be able to win with a backup is really cool. <laughs> and, and secondly, to be able to win with a strategy that, you know, really was thought out last minute, if you will, uh, that was another great part. So it just goes, goes to show you, you know, the – the, the product of the work that goes into doing this thing. You know, there's a lot of guys involved and a lot of great people that put their hands on the race car and that are involved in pit stops and just trying to, everybody's, you know, pushing towards the same goal every week, which is really cool to see a, uh, a successful victory out of all that work. We're so happy for you, Landon. Really are. We're, we're rooting for we you and, and William Byron all, all race. I'm, I'm glad you guys pulled that out. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was a yes, great sir, thing to man. watch. And, and Landon, I, you got to pick one here. What, what was a – bigger accomplishment which one meant more this win on monday or in 2011 when you walked into bank of america stadium and you beat the virginia tech hokies to get you an acc title <laughs> you know that's a tough question because you know both a championship is so much different than this but uh you know in their own perspectives it's hard to really say one above the other but i think the the surprising aspect of this win was better the you know the 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 long-weighted ACC title championship in 2011 was probably cooler too because, like I said, they each had their own different element that they add because, you know, we hadn't won the ACC championship in a long time and, hell, we were beating the, you know, the stocks off Virginia Tech for a while there that game. So we pretty much knew we had them. But, <laughs> and uh, you know, already had them earlier that year too, which uh, yeah, up there in Blacksburg. Agreed. agreed. Yeah, agreed. So I think the element of surprise that racing brings makes it a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more fun when you get that win. But obviously – you know, you, it's hard to put any kind of a any kind of championship on top of that anything. So it's 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 all in their own perspectives, but both really really fun and 
tool to celebrate. I can tell you that. Um, you know, transitioning over to Clemson football here, take us back to your time as a player. What are some of the things that you remember of this time of the calendar where Matt drills are coming to an end, you're getting ready for spring practice. Kind of take us through what's going through the mind of, uh, of these guys right now at this part of the calendar. Oh, uh, you know, John, it's, it's, it's probably the least favorite time of the year for most of those guys. <laughs> I, I remember I gotta, your, I gotta, uh, your, your groaning yeah. and moaning about having to go do Matt drills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to be honest. You know, I think that transparent. You know, it's it's one of those situations where you, you really it's the hardest part of the year because there's no game in front of you. There's no really upcoming uh, opponent except for just making yourself better. Which you know, it, it's great in itself, really, if you think about how how all, all that work goes into play when the season gets here. But uh, it's very it's very tough because you know you don't you don't really get to touch a ball until you know spring ball kicks off here soon, which is fun. That that part's great. I love spring ball and getting to work on yourself and scrimmages, that, that part's really fun. But the mat drills are definitely, <laughs> if I could go back and say, you know, there's one part I could probably just, I wouldn't want to do again, it's probably the mat drills because, you know, that those, you know, those drills waking up and being there, and I get up the same time now being an old man, but, you know, being there and then having to get, you know, a whistle in your face at 5 a.m., boy, that's, that's a different element of surprise as we were talking. So that's, that's a whole other strengthening Thing that Coach Batson and those guys bring to the table, and I think that uh, they do a good job with those drills because I think they make you better on through the year. I mean, if that's as hard as it gets, it kind of tapers from there. You know, you got camp coming soon, and I think it just is a great thing to do. But like you said, it's not an easy time of year to be a football player. When, because I know over the course of your time at Clemson, you had different season openers, right? There would be, and there was one against like Middle Tennessee State, but you had the opener in Atlanta against Alabama, and then you've, you had some seasons where you started with kind of a an easier game. Does it change the mindset of spring, like for these guys this year, knowing that Georgia is the first game versus, you know, obviously you ended up losing last year, but like versus Duke, like it just has a different yeah. weight. Does spring ball, does that really get changed? Is that that much of an impact based on who the opener is, even though it's you know, six, seven months away. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It does. I mean, I think when you're playing a Georgia team, you know, that, that you know is going to be a good predicted already to be one of the best teams in the country. And how are you, how are you going to stand up against those guys and really find out what you're made of and measure your team? I think that adds every element of, of we got to work hard during spring ball. We got to work hard in our summer workouts and, and then going into camp. So you're trying to really take that momentum those guys had at the end of the year last year and really take it into the you know, like spring ball, like we talked about, but you know, when you play at Georgia to start the year as they have a few years ago and they will this year, I just think there's no, you know, obviously Duke was a good team and not surprised there, but uh, Georgia is just the team that you know is going to be there at the end of the year. And I think as a Clemson uh, player alumni, you know that when we play Georgia, you're going to know what, what kind of team we have. Now, whether you want to, you know, say we're going to get better to the year or, or what, you're going to know right then and there this is where we're at. It's a great measuring stick, and I think there's no better way to start the year. And those guys coming out of the gates like that is going to really help the team. Whether it's good or bad to start the year, they're going to know. So I think it's a lot of momentum going into the year for sure. It's going to be fun to watch. Speaking of that momentum, let's reverse it. When you're coming off of a bowl win as opposed to your last game being a loss, does that change kind of how guys approach spring ball? And do they come in there confident or – or what does it matter how you ended the last season when you carried over to the next when you start spring practice? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you end the when you end the season on a loss per se versus what they did end it on with that win in the bowl game, it, it changes everything. I think you're trying to 
to really bring it out of the players as coaches versus the player the leadership and um, you know they're they're them, those guys being there and, and running the drills right. So I yeah. think it's it's way harder from a coach coach's perspective I think to be able to get it out of those guys. So you know the the momentum is in the winning like the fun is in the winning as coach says, but the momentum is in the winning too, right? I mean you really gotta hope that you get that bowl game win to to lead your team into the next year. But uh, I think there's some confidence amongst this team. I think that. You know, I think they really showed that the last five or six games. And spring ball is ultimately a good test of where you're at as a as a team offensively, first team, defensively, first team. And to be able to go out there and just go against your own guys and say, hey, this, these, these are guys that we're going to probably end up going to war with. But things can change, obviously, as you go into camp and get some, you know, signing class there and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's, a really, it's a really good time to not have to stress about losing a game every week, but also – you know, try to find out who you guys are. Um, when I remember in your time when you when they transitioned from Brad Scott over to Robbie Caldwell, what was that first spring like? As these guys are about to go into their first spring without Thomas Austin going into Matt Luke coaching. Yeah. What, what's kind of that like? What, what's that feeling like? That process like as you're getting ready to start a new season with a new position coach. Yeah, it's a little bit you know of an anxiety feeling. I think you know going in with with Robbie Caldwell, you know the way we felt was like, what's this guy going to be like in practice? What's this guy going to put us through in Matt drills? What's his, what's his uh, approach going to be in meeting rooms? Because we knew Brad Scott for so long that, you know, he, he was definitely going to make you know when you screwed up, and that was that was his deal. But um, not that any coach is not going to do that, but how what their approach is to the game. I think that's a question for those guys, and they probably got to see a little taste of that in bowl practice. But, you know, a coach doesn't really get to be kind of coming to his own as a coach, in my opinion, in such a short time there. So I think in spring ball and going into camp and those types of things is when you're really going to see um, a coach's true colors. So I think it's going to be a really good time for the offensive line to find out who they got and, and find out how, you know, what they need to expect from him, and he's going to find out what they expect from those guys because, you know, honestly, he probably doesn't even know what type of dogs he's got in the room. I mean, let's be honest. He doesn't know who he's going to war with yet. I mean, he's still trying to figure that out as a coach, I'm sure. So, you know, I think it's a it's a good it's good for both ends, but obviously there's definitely going to be some. You know, I don't know. You know, I want to I want to prove to coach that I'm the guy. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of those guys saying I'm going to prove to him, and and you know it's almost like you have to reestablish yourself as a player when you have a new position coach. So it's a good thing for for everyone, I think. Last thing here for Landon Walker and what you run, Landon. Uh, in terms of an offensive lineman during the spring, you're not preparing for a game like you are. You know, even when even when fall camp begins, there's always that game mentality. What do you get out of, of the spring as an offensive lineman? What is the focus? Is it more technical stuff? Is it learning, uh, getting better? Or how do, you, how do you sort of work through the process of spring ball as an O-lineman? Yeah, I think it's very technical. Obviously, that's the, that's the number one thing you're going to get out of spring ball is you know, taking the right footwork to make the right blocks and really slowing down the pace of what you're doing to make sure that you're, you know, you're right, using the right techniques and the right, um, you know, just the right everything as far as your hand placement all that stuff goes into play, and that's what you're really trying to work on is the small details in, in spring ball. And, 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 you know, also you're going to have opportunities to put all that stuff to speed, full speed, and when you have those scrimmages on Saturdays in the Valley there, you're going to have opportunities to see what you got. So I think it's, it's a really good thing for an offensive lineman to be able to, um, you know, know that, that he knows the offense, number one, because that's something, you know, you probably got some early enrollees that are going to come in, whether they're an offensive line or whether, you know, they're, they're defensive guys. So you got to find out, who you're going to play with and, and, and find out what you have to do 
to get in that first team, second team guy. You don't have a few guys that are going to be on the edge there that maybe they're going to be good enough, maybe not. We'll see. And and so it's it's a learning, it's a very big learning curve for a lot of people because, like I said, you're you're really going that back to the basics as we used to say when I played. So you know, back to learning everything that you think that you knew, but you're trying to be better at those little things to create the speed and awareness in the game. Uh, Landon, where, two last things for you here real quick. One, what is next for the William yeah. Byron race team? And two, people want to know, when are you bringing William Byron into Death Valley for a football game this fall? Have you guys worked that out yet? Yeah. Yeah, so listen, William's a little bit of a Clemson fan. I've got him. He, he's got some family members that go to Clemson, and he's, he definitely pulls for the Tigers. You know, he, he's, he's, he's a good one to get to the Valley, so we're going to try to make that happen hopefully this year. Um, and, uh, so I think we're going to try to get to the Valley this year. And what's next for the team, you know, I think that try not to have uh, a Daytona 500 hangover, you know, I think that that's the hardest part in any sport is trying to get over the win, just like you would have lost. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but you know, you can't, you want to obviously be confident, but you don't want to be overconfident and over, um, you know, feel like that you're, you know, you've arrived, if you will, in quotations, you know, it's. It's one of those sports that you really got to humble yourself down every week, knowing you've got the confidence to succeed and be and do well. But at the same time, put in the work, take take everything back to the basic steps of this is what got us here. This is what we have to re, you know reset our minds to, to do it every week. So it's a tough sport, just like football, to, to be able to you know get over those big wins. Uh, but the, you know every, you know at twelve o'clock, uh, the clock strikes midnight. It's a new day, so you gotta you gotta recharge, reset for the next one. Landon. Once again, congratulations to you and the William Byron team. We thank you so much for your time today. It's great catching up with you, and we'll have to do this again soon. Guys, I really appreciate it. Thank you for the congratulations, man, and uh, we're going to keep doing what we can for the Tigers, man. I hear you. Thank you, Landon. Good stuff as always. Take care. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Landon Walker. Always good to catch up with him. When we come back, phone lines are open the rest of this hour. We'll do some college football. Get ready for the weekend with college basketball. More after this. Can I get a weight reading on the cat in exam three? Zuri needs a new vet tech after their current one literally moved to a farm. But finding an ideal replacement takes some training. This is like hurting cats. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Schedule virtual interviews and talk to candidates right from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Sure, you can wait until spring for spring cleaning, or you can get an insanely clean home now by calling the experts at Zero Res Air Duct Cleaning today. They use ZR water to clean your carpets like no other, and no sticky soap residue. Your carpets stay cleaner longer. For the rest of the month, mention me, Mickey Plowler, and The Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for just $129, plus a free staircase. Schedule online at ZeroResGreenville.com. There is a problem with mattresses. The bad ones leave you sleeping in a hole way too quickly, and no one makes flippable mattresses anymore. Engineered sleep designs and manufacturers mattresses that solve common issues and sleep comfortably. Whether you prefer firm or soft, they have you covered. Go check out their industry-leading dual mattress and their flippable classic hybrids at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive, Greenville, or visit engineeredsleep.com to learn more. 
Hey foodies, we want to talk to you about the Upstate's favorite taco spot, Willie Taco, with five locations across the Upstate. Our team has been serving up fresh taco fusion for a solid decade now, but let's not forget about the super fresh margaritas, ice cold cerveza, and over 80 tequilas that are served up daily from behind our high energy bar, with happy hour on weekdays starting at 4 p.m. The owners, all local Upstate dudes, love hosting the Willie Taco Fiesta for our amazing guests. Don't wait. Your Willie Taco Familia is ready to serve you up our twist on funky fresh fusion. It's the Willie way. It's a new year, but one thing remains the same. Elkmont is the Upstate's destination for the best in lifestyle clothing, shoes, unique gifts, outdoor gear, and so much more. Offering great footwear from On Running, Vans, Ufos, Birkenstock, and more. Incredible selection of jewelry featuring Kendra Scott and game day and lifestyle clothing from the most popular brands like Patagonia, Viore, Filson, Free Fly, Columbia, Z Supply, Howler Brothers, and more. Shop South Carolina's largest selection of on running shoes and enjoy great discounts on select game day and winter apparel as our winter clearance sale begins. Find the latest arrivals and fashion trends from Elkmont's Facebook and Instagram pages or shop Elkmont online at ElkmontTradingCompany.com. That's E-L-K-M-O-N-T TradingCompany.com. Elkmont is conveniently located in Powdersville off of 153 and in Clemson at 93 and Highway 123. And finally, go Tigers! Hi everybody, I'm Don Munson. Up next is your daily update on what's happening with Clemson Athletics. But first, this from Founders Federal Credit Union. Attention all basketball fans, are you ready to experience MVP treatment in banking? Look no further than Founders Federal Credit Union, where personalized service is the winning play. Don't settle for being just another number. Join Founders and receive the personalized attention you deserve along with great rates, loans, for any reason, and a dynamic online experience. Visit one of their 41 convenient office locations or visit foundersfcu.com to see if you qualify for membership. Relax, go Tigers! Federally insured by NCUA, membership qualification required, terms and conditions apply. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Plenty of action coming up on the Clemson Athletic Calendar this weekend. Don't forget, we have baseball today. That will be at 5 o'clock this afternoon as the first of a three-game set against Kennesaw State. 5 o'clock today, 2 o'clock tomorrow, and then also 2 o'clock on Sunday. Softball, they play host to the Clemson Classic, and they will open up their home portion of their softball season today at 4 o'clock. Old Miss will be the opponent, so hope you can make it out to that. Women's Gymnastics is in action tonight as they will play host to North Carolina in Little John Coliseum. That will be at 7.30 in the evening. We've mentioned basketball. Basketball will be in action against Florida State. They will uh, take on the Seminoles at 7.45 in the evening on Saturday. And women's basketball also in action. That will happen on Sunday as Miami will be in town. That game will tip off at 2 o'clock. Now, all the information for all these sports available for you right at ClemsonTigers.com. So you get a total breakdown of everything that you want to know right there at your fingertips. Softball schedule will be there for you for everything that's happening today, tomorrow, and also on Sunday. Hope you can come on out, support the Tigers. As always, go Tigers! Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Crank it up and embarrass your children. The Roar, where every day is game day.
We're back here live on the Roar, 11.27 a.m. I enjoyed that conversation there with Landon Walker. If you missed any portion of today's show, go back to theroarfm.com and you can check that out. Also, check out Your Pie and Clemson. Download the app. And it's a great way to get a quick lunch. Uh, you can go ahead and and figure out what you want, you know, whether it's pizza, fresh out of their oven, or pastas or salad. You can go by there and just pick it up. They'll have it ready for you when you download the app and you order it on the app. It's a great way, if you're in a hurry, to get a really good quality meal. Uh, the ingredients, the, the, uh, the menu items that they have, the different ways you can get a, a pizza done, you don't have to do just you know randomly whatever you want. They have all kinds of menu items. The hot honey pepperoni is definitely one of the most popular items there. So if you like a little sweet, a little spice, go check that out. The, the new double pep is really good. It's got those... The kind of pepperoni that curls up. You know, it's got the little cup pepperonis on there. It's really good. Uh, the four cheese, some of their new items on the menu. Go to your pie today and pick up some lunch. And I cannot recommend enough the gelato. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there's nothing that tastes quite like gelato from your pie. So go by there and check out all the great flavors they have to offer. And take the kids, take the family. It's a great place to hang out as well. Two great locations. Downtown 111 Earl Street and Dockside in Clemson. 654 Roar, you want to get in with us. John, uh, spring practice coming up next week for the Tigers. We just talked there with a former offensive lineman for Clemson, played under Dabo Sweeney and knows a lot about how spring ball works. What are you looking to see from the offensive? What can you get out of, of, of from our vantage point? We're not on the field practicing or watching. Sure. But what do you feel like we can glean from the O-line this spring with Matt Luke taking over. The tough part is, is I don't know. Like, you, you don't really get to see it in the spring game because of how you split the squads, right? Like, because you're not seeing the, the first-string offensive line work together. Right. Uh, to me, it's more about, like, what you hear because we won't see it. I, I want to hear what Matt Luke has to say about the development of these guys. You know, I don't think they're going to put out a post-spring depth chart. Don't, I don't think those things really happen that much anymore. So, like, I, I don't really know who we're going to be able to see. Like, all right, who's winning the battle at right guard? Or, you know, who's a... I don't know how much of that we're going to be able to really gleam. It's one of the toughest positions in spring ball to evaluate. Oh, there's 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 no question. Because, you know, they're... What are they actually doing? You know what I mean? Like, seriously, like, you're, not, you're not learning a game plan. You're not prepping for an opponent. You're not uh, running some, you know, really in-depth schematic stuff, I would assume, for the most part. It is like Landon said, it's a lot of fundamentals and a lot of drills and a lot of hand placement and just the technical aspect. This is where you work because you don't have time to stop and teach all that in the middle of October. So this is where, the I guess, the most teaching goes. There's a lot of veterans, though, on this team. It's not like you're, you know, Matt Luke's walking in with a bunch of first-year guys or there are a few guys who are kind of in that transition from a red shirt to a, to a full player, but for the most part, these guys have been around a long time. He'll he'll figure some things out in their game that's really going to help them, I think. But from a cohesive, you know, gelling standpoint, I don't know if that that really gets done in the in the spring. No, I think it's it's giving him the the idea of what he has to what the starting point's going to be in August. Okay, yeah. See, kind of where how far like he's going to be able to get an expectation level. And how far they need to go between now and then. And, you know, summer's hard on those linemen, too. They're not like receivers and running backs and quarterbacks and go out and just 
play seven on seven all day long with, you know, with, with some cornerbacks and a couple linebackers, right? Like yeah, because you can't just go in there in a June afternoon, strap on the pads and be like, hey, Peter Woods, you want to come out? Let's do some one-on-ones. <laughs> yeah, they can't simulate what they do as much as other positions. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to develop, and that's one of the reasons the position in itself is hard to develop. Right. Uh, but this this spring is so vital. It feels like it's vital. We just can't really figure out how it's gonna how vital it is. I, I think though, to, to me, when you look at like what Landon was talking about, how you get so much time to work on the technical stuff. To your point, that you just don't have the time to do. I just think this is so beneficial for Matt Luke to have these fifteen practices, where it is just teaching. We're not prepping. It's not hey. You got to make sure when we're running this play that you have the ability to pull and hit the Mike linebacker here to go here. No, we're just working on you know, the hand placement. Yeah. All the, the fundamental things like it, it's silly, but I remember when I played football, one of the first things you did every practice, you would just work on your first step. And it seems so silly, but it's incredibly important when you're coming off the line. So like those little things that they're going to work on that you just don't have the time to do later in the year. Which is why we make it a point after the spring game, the first show after the spring game, not to spend much time on the offensive line. Because, like you said, they're they're not wrapping with starters. Well, two years ago, Marcus Tate played every snap at left tackle, and he hasn't played a snap of tackle in a game. Yeah. He's been a guard. Yeah. So, like, it's really tough to, to glean that. I think last year, Harris Will played a lot of left guard, and then he ended up playing right most of the season. It's true. So, we'll, uh, we'll see what we can get out of the O-line. But I think that the... At least the, the the concept of, you know, understanding where they need to go, I think is is probably the biggest thing for Matt Luke and his, you know, and, and the offense figure and Garrett Riley too, because as we've said, I still think that the offensive line is the biggest key to the season. Clemson's the, the success on offense, the some of the the, the big plays that re- returning, some of the consistencies and. Uh, points and yards and all that kind of stuff you, you want to get it back you want to see k club take a next step boy really help his offensive line has it figured out going into week one against georgia and keeps it going way harder to do than than to say but it's going to be a very important few months i think for for that group um with the other new position coach chris rump what can what do you want to see or what do you expect to see Kind of your same question about the offensive line through spring with a new coach there on the, in that position group. Yeah, he's got his work cut out for him. You know, obviously, they've got to figure out who the defensive ends starters are going to be. We, we've got T.J. Parker penciled in, we think, on you know our personal depth charts over here. I don't know what your numbers say. Uh, my, my numbers have T.J. Parker as a starter. Okay, so yeah. do my numbers. We, we're on the same page there. <sighs> Good. So, uh, Parker... <laughs> we're going to have a really weird last segment if we didn't. So, <laughs> so, so Parker's going to end up being a starter. It's, just, it's who's opposite, and then, you know, to me, it's about getting. I, I don't. There's a certain number per se, but game ready guys, and you don't necessarily think that way in the spring. But I, I almost think you kind of do in this instance. You've got to put some. You have to put some of these guys in the most pressure packed game like situations that you can to see who can perform and be consistently getting pressures, and. You're not going to necessarily determine your, your depth chart once the spring is over, per se. You're going to probably have to let the, the fall ball have a lot to do with that as well. The, we call it fall practice but or fall camp, but we know it's the dead heat of summer. But still, you're going to have to let that, I think, dictate a lot of the depth chart. But 
you need to have a baseline of three, four guys that you're going to give the majority of the reps to in the summer. You're going to figure that out in the next month. And to me, the three, four guys thing, it doesn't necessarily have to be TJ Parker, K. Denhoff, Sire Patterson, you know, AJ Hoff. It needs to, this is where you attempt. We see it on the text all the time. Computer Woods play end. This is when you try to figure that well, out. Well, that, that's what I was going to throw out there, too, it's, is one of the important things, too, is do you have enough bodies to to man the position, or do you have to get creative in fall camp? The spring, you're always going to try some different things. Right? That's the time to do that. That's the time to experiment. But are you going to have to do it in, in rep it in fall camp with Peter Woods out there or whoever might be a you know tweener or a defensive tackle yeah. that can play outside? They're going to have to learn some of that this this spring as well. But it, to me, Peter Woods playing outside is not about Peter Woods. It's about who can't who can't play outside. You know who's who's not getting enough done consistently. Well, it, it's like the the Christian Wilkins year when he had to do it. It's who's not doing it out there that he has to go over and fill the role. Right. Is there some similarities to that that year that Christian Wilkins had to split outside? Maybe because also Brian got hurt that year. That was the reason that. Didn't he get hurt? He broke his foot or something I right in camp. So. Wasn't it? I think so. I think so. Gosh, that's been a while. I want to say that it happened like in camp. And so there was a necessity there to move him to the outside. I don't know that there's going to be something that forces that to that degree other than if guys aren't performing. Um, Chancey gets in and says, I want, I want Woods at D-tackle. I, I, I absolutely do too. I think that's, that makes Clemson optimal at its best is Woods at D-tackle. I completely agree. I know a lot of you want to see him out there because it's kind of a novelty, a fun thing, I yeah. guess. But in practicality, does it make sense? Is it practical to play him at the end? I think if it's a necessity, that's different. Like when Wilkins played it. Right. But I think... Or if he's just better at it than the other guys that you have. I mean, he's he's a I mean, one of the most talented guys we've seen in a long time come through here. Like, I don't know. I just... But I, I agree with Chancey that I think it's in everyone's best interest if he, he plays his actual position. And as of right now, we don't have any clear notice on if DeMonte Capehart's participating in spring ball or not. No, we don't know. I do, and I think this is where it's where it's tough is that Darian Mayo is not on campus yet to go through the spring. Now you have... Um, Adam Kisai, I believe is how you pronounce it. Kisai, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just go with We're that. We're going to have to work on that one. <laughs> we we got Uwe Ungle laid down. We we can handle this. Yeah, um, a lot less syllables. But he is already on campus. So that that is a very good thing for Chris Rump to have one of your two freshmen already there to be able to go through this process. Yeah. I I think that the status of K-Part might also determine how much time you let Peter Woods play at others. Other roles. That's a very good point. I hadn't really thought about that as much, but that, that's a very valid point. But you also, I mean, this is just me. This is how I would be as a coach. Like I, I want Peter Woods to master inside. I want him to be fluent in anything we, any position you got to put him in before I start tinkering and getting, you know, trying some new things out. That's just how I would, I would approach it. But I'm not the head coach, John. For some reason, they, they haven't hired me. I can give you a lot of reasons. Debo Swinney's probably the biggest reason. Well, that, but also <laughs> your bandwagon nature would not make for a good head coach because well, you just you wouldn't stay at a place very long. That's not nice. Maybe it's not like I just jump around all the time. Okay, I kind of do when it comes to bandwagon teams, sure. 
By the way, I have a week left to pull for the Tennessee Volunteers. Could be a heck of a week. Do I just go all in this week? Just go full vol? Yes. Or do I do I sort of slowly come off the bad wagon? Roll slowly. Don't wean yourself off of it, no. Is there any but, chance? But, boy, if they lose Saturday night to Texas A&M, you will be off that thing as, like Jacoby Ford running a 40. I mean, it's just going to be. Meow. Brad will have never moved that fast before. Be like William Byron going around that track, Daytona. 6-5-4-4, final segment after this. This Saturday, the Clemson Tigers are back home inside Little John Coliseum as they play host to the Florida State Seminoles. With the month of February beginning to wind down, the Tigers look to defend home court with a win. Broadcast begins with pregame at 7.15. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, see for yourself why the team at Ralph Hayes Toyota and Anderson has been blocking out the competition for 75 years. PJ Hall here letting you know if you want to stay on top during the regular and postseason, Ralph Hayes Toyota has your next ride. From their certified pre-owned to all their new 2024 Toyotas, South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer welcomes you. Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. We wrote the book on price. Ralph Hayes Toyota. First, it was Seneca, then came Clemson. Now, Joe's New York Pizza is in Central at 302 East Main Street, featuring 10-inch personal-sized pizzas and daily lunch specials. A build-your-own salad bar and half-price Wednesdays on any take-and-bake pizza. Great wine selection, and get this, $3 pints all day, every day on their own Joe's House Lager, served in frozen pint glasses. Dine-in or take-out, Tuesday through Sunday, 11 and 9. New York style served with a southern smile. Joe's New York Pizza, 302 East Main in Central. One of the best things about Clemson is the family atmosphere, and that's what we strive to offer at Harrison's. When my parents started Harrison's over 25 years ago, they weren't thinking about how fast they could grow. They focused on providing hardworking folks excellent customer service and the best workwear and work boots. And now we have grown, but our focus hasn't changed. And whether you're visiting a Harrison store for the first time or the hundredth time, we want you to feel like family. Come see us in Spartanburg and Malden or visit harrisonsusa.com. Bosch is hosting a direct hire event for maintenance technicians at 1100 Scottsbridge Road in Anderson on Tuesday, February 27th from 9 to 2. Recently increased pay rates and multiple shifts. Learn more and RSVP at hdijobs.com backslash Bosch. The Bojangler's back and it's dusted with Bo's famous seasoning. Hook one while you can. It's Bow time. When you shop or donate at a Dream Center resale store, you're helping to change lives. The Dream Center receives no government funding and depends on the resale store's proceeds to operate. 100% of stores proceeds go directly to support the programs of the Dream Center, offering those that need a hand up instead of a hand out. Shop and donate your items today at their Easley, Pickens, Seneca, or Greenville store on Pleasantburg Drive. Donate, shop, change lives. Visit thedreamcenterpc.org for more information today. We're talking with Eric Snyder of Snyder Tree Care. What can I expect from my first appointment with Snyder Tree Care? Uh, So the first appointment is going to be an arborist, a certified arborist coming out, walking your property with you, looking at your trees and shrubs and finding out are there problems, are there diseases. So we're there to give our client a peace of mind and we're going to make recommendations, not just cutting them down because we can do more than just cut a tree down. We're really interested in preserving those trees and shrubs. Leave it to Schneider Tree Care. 
Harbin Lumber Company has been helping build dreams since 1917, proudly serving our local communities for over 100 years for all your building material needs. With spring around the corner, now is the time to think about a new deck or deck remodel or screened porch. Have it completed so you can enjoy the great outdoors. Visit HarbinLumber.com or call us at 706-356-4300 and let us show how we can help with your vision. That's 706-356-4300. Do you have sagging, softer, bouncy floors in your home? Well, this could be a sign of rotten wood caused by moisture in your crawl space. Damaged wood in your crawl space can affect your home's foundation, and that can affect your home's value, and nobody wants that. Say goodbye to sagging floors and hello to a stable foundation. Contact Canty today for your free inspection at 864-641-0176 or visit CantyCanFixIt.com. Wake up, breakfast, and nature-made vitamins. Whatever your morning sounds like, nature-made fits right in. Whether you're looking for vitamin C or a multivitamin to get key nutrients, we've got you covered. Now that's a good morning. We take care of you so you can take on your day. Start your day with nature-made, the number one pharmacist-recommended vitamin and supplement brand. Based on a survey of pharmacists who recommend branded vitamins and supplements. Your flagship station for Clemson men's basketball. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Segment of the week. It's a Friday. You got big weekend plans, John? Anything, anything on the horizon? Just watching a little ball tomorrow? Uh, watch a little ball, working a good bit of ball. and uh, You working some baseball this weekend? Working some baseball, working some basketball. So we'll have a, um, a full weekend here for you at the Roar. I want to remind you all that if you want, it's always nice to kind of get the weekend started on a Friday, right? Uh, yes, I prefer the weekend. <laughs> In 14 minutes. Out of Bounds will be at 6601 Highway 81 North in Piedmont at Landscaper Supply today. They'll have some free food. Go by and see them. What better way to start the weekend than right there? I can't think of a better way. Yeah, go check them out. They'll be there from noon to 3. 654 Roar, you want to get in with us? We told you earlier about Del McGee. It was like he's uh, going to be the new head coach at Georgia State. So that comes to an end after uh, Sean Elliott left. Uh, not long ago, what, a week or so ago now, that he left Georgia State after they started spring ball to become a, an assistant on Shane Beamer's staff. Uh, John, the the carousel, the way it winds, now that Del McGee is leaving Georgia University or University of Georgia for Georgia State, sure, that opens up a spot on Kirby Smart's staff. Now, he's got 4 billion people in the building that could probably coach running backs. But Kirby also has the ability, and it's a good enough spot that you can open this job to the market. Go get who you want. Yeah, go get who you want. There's a guy that used to work for him. I'm curious if he would want him. Who is that? Name is James Coley. The new South Carolina wide receivers coach. Yes. Used to coach running backs. Do you think he might have any interest in that job? Wouldn't it be hilarious? I'm just saying. We're not saying it's going to happen. We're just saying. 
Imagine if it did. That, that Shane Beamer is looking for a position coach because he poached a sitting head coach to fill out his staff, and then he's back at square one. It would be hilarious. Wouldn't it be hilarious? I'm sorry. I find that incredibly humorous. And it would also be just so SEC to just grab another veteran guy who's been all across the league to then, oh, I don't, I'm going back to Georgia. There's some irony there that is just too too rich to enjoy. And if that to were to happen, enjoy. I bet there'd be a certain position coach at the University of Illinois who would have some laughs. <laughs> there's just there's a lot of uh, the carousel sometimes hitching the butt. Six five four roar. Let's go to Beach Island. Jamie's up next. Hey Jamie, how are you? Hey, Brad, that would be funny. That would be funny as, as all get out right there. But I called to talk a little bit about basketball. I'm proud of this team. I'm proud of the way they responded. You know, and this is a good basketball team. And I know we all want to make the NCAA tournament, and we're all we're on the road to do that. Okay? Just hold serve, and we'll get there. But is that going to be a – forget the history for a minute. Forget everything that's happened in the past. Let's focus on this team. Is that going to be good enough for this team? Because I was going back and listening to Brad Brownell, and he said, not only should we make the NCAA tournament, we should make a deep run. Man, uh, I, I, I get the question, and I, I, I don't hate it whatsoever because we are starting to get to that point that you got to start asking, okay, what is this team actually capable of doing? And I don't know, it's still, I don't want to say it's too early to say that because. This team's going to make the NCAA tournament. I mean, I've been been following this net ranking thing all season long, and you know this team is in. This team should just fall apart. I, I just I, I I just don't see that, Jamie. I, I mean, I, I really don't. I not, don't see it. Either, not with the schedule, but, but they're kids, and it could happen. Yeah, but I, no, I'm just. I, you know what, Jamie? I, I'm sorry. I'm just not going to entertain that idea. I, I I don't. We have to do that with with 35 other teams if we're going to do that. With Clemson. I'm not holding them to a different standard for that. Clemson is in right now. They're playing well. I'm not going to live in a world where they're not making the tournament because they are in the tournament. So I think it's only fair to to live in that world. In terms of... Until we have to to live in another one. Fair. Now, we don't know the draw. We don't know the road. You know, we have to see where they get sent, who they're playing, all that kind of thing. I, I think that greatly matters. But for me, it it would be a disappointment if this team makes a tournament and goes one and done. Because I do think they're talented enough. I don't know if I want to use the word deep when I say a run, but this team is good enough to win an NCAA tournament game, in my opinion. I think last year's was good enough to win an NCAA tournament game, in my opinion. They didn't get the opportunity. This one will. I don't know what that means if you don't, but my expectation is that this team can spend the weekend somewhere, wherever that may be. But we'll see. I hope so. I hope so. Okay. Enjoy the show. Thank you for Thank taking you, my call. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate you getting in. Yeah, I, 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 John, I had a strange feeling we are going to get something like this this morning. I just did coming in. I, I'm not going to pretend that Clemson isn't making the turn. I'm not. That's pretending. Thank you. That Thank is, you. That is making up something that is not true. That is putting yourself in a world that does not exist. Clemson is making the NCAA tournament. Until they don't. But right now, they're in the tournament. There's no reason to live in a world where they don't. I completely agree with you. Are we going to do that with every team in the country? No, we don't do that. That's the problem with it. Is we do it with one team and one coach in particular. 
I just I can't buy that right now. Clemson is 25th in the net rankings. I saw this from Tim Bray this morning. I was going to bring that up. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead with that, with the Tim tweet. Clemson had more wins at this point in the season than they do now, but they were, what, 80? 80, 81st, 81st in the net rankings. They are 25th. There is no bubble. There is no... No! No! This team is in! Right now. And I just... I watched them play, man. There, there, there's no other shoe to drop right now, okay? It just it hasn't happened. And it's honestly... It's disrespectful for the guys going through it. For the team that's putting it all on the line right now, trying to make everything happen, to just sit around and wait for them to fail. And to just assume that it's like not going to happen or things are going to fall apart. I just... No, Texture, that's not what... Texture, that's not what he's saying. He was asking, is it simply making the turning up for the team? We we answer that question, but no, he also said, you know, unless they don't, right? Yes, he did. They're solidly in right now. I mean, they would literally texture that we would have to lose out to not make it at this point. I I agree with that. And if you really, if you've watched this team, you know that that's not the case. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really speaking to Jamie on this. I, I just think there's a lot of people out there. That's why I had this thought coming in this morning. Yeah, no, this is not direct just to Jamie. I mean, we see a lot of these types of, of takes and opinions on, especially on the Adams Co-Roofing text line. People are still living in a world where this team isn't making the tournament, and that's not fair. I understand you've been hurt in the past. I get that. But don't let that affect rooting for this particular team, watching this particular team, and enjoying what you're seeing. Because there's a lot of enjoyment in this team. There's a lot to take away. There's a lot to like. You know, you PJ Hall is having an, a, a phenomenal season in his final year at Clemson. You know, Joe Girard has found his groove again. Like I, I just think that there's there's so much to like about it. I don't I don't want to live in a world where we're we're we're, we're acting like something's occurring that has not happened. But do I think that? They need to go deep in the tournament. I mean, deep's a strong word. Again, I, I need to see the match. Uh, yeah, the, we'll 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 start tackling that question on March 18th from 5 to 8 p.m. at Mellow Mushroom at Clemson for our March Madness show. But right now, we don't have the bracket in hand. We don't know the path. We don't know their particular seed, let alone anyone else in their region. But my expectation is for this team to win an NCAA tournament game. As is mine, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you Elite Eight or bust until I have the bracket in my hand. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not giving you the ramifications if it doesn't. I'm just saying my expectation right now, this team is good enough to be around for the weekend. Not a Thursday, Friday, but the weekend of the NCAA tournament. I watched them play every game this season. I, I think they're good enough. I've watched so many of these other teams surrounding them in you know, the, the good old net rankings here. They're certainly good enough. Now, what's strange, John, is the nine and four home record. <laughs> as, that was, as, that is strange. As Absolutely, Chad brought up. Uh, no team has more losses in the top. I don't even know how deep you have to go. Top 60, 70. Uh, top top sixty. Fifty fifty seven is the first team I find with five home losses. There's a couple. And I take that back. Forty fifth. Um, Kentucky has four home losses. Isn't doesn't that say? Isn't that weird to say? Does that even make sense to you? No, it doesn't. Now, there's a lot of things about college basketball that don't make sense to me, Brad. And Clemson has, but they're right there neck and neck. They're 24th and 25th, 11 and four, and nine and four. Um, 
at home or their or the respective records. But it it is odd. And and, and that look, if, if you want to get frustrated, I understand this. If Clemson had won two of those home games, I think we're talking about a really, really special season setting up. You know what I mean? Like like regular season. Postseason really doesn't matter as long as you get in, right? I mean, your seating does matter. But in terms of just having a, a special regular season, God, it, just, it feels like Clemson was like two two of those home games. Georgia Tech goes differently and NC State or Virginia go differently. I just really, really, really feel like we're talking about maybe maybe even pushing for the top spot. Not saying they necessarily get there, but they would put if the Duke game on the road had gone differently. Two different texts I want to read. One, thankfully the NCAA tournament is not played at home. Good point. True. Clemson can win outside of Little John. Yep. Another texture gets in. Y'all just made me aware that I'm too damaged to have any hope in Clemson basketball, but I'm going to take your advice and enjoy this run. I enjoy it. I know have it's fun right now. Like, yes, you could be upset about last year. You could be upset about years past. That's fine. I'm not going to tell you how to feel there, but I'm going to tell you, enjoy this team. Enjoy this run right now. I've had as much fun with this Brad Brownell basketball team as I have had in years. Did I, did I not? Did we not talk about this before the season started? That this was going to be a fun team. Like I don't know what the outcome ends up being, but it is an enjoyable product they put on the court. It is. And I don't feel like there's been. Has there been a game this year you went? Psh, that team just didn't care. They didn't even show up. There's no effort by anybody. Not one. And not one. I, th- I see the chemistry, the camaraderie has been really good with this group. There's a lot to really like about this team. I just I, I understand the history. I do. And I understand you've been hurt. But don't hold that against these players. And I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that, that Jamie is saying that. He's not. He's not saying that. But I feel like there's this this feel like that just waiting on the other shoe to drop maybe isn't the most respectful thing to this group of guys. They don't care about that history. They're just trying to win a ball game. They're trying to go out and win tomorrow night at seven forty five, Florida State. That's all they care about. They're not waiting on the shoot up. They're not worried about where, where they're going to be in the NCAA tournament and whether they meet expectations, you know, that kind of stuff. At some point, we, we just, people just got to enjoy the ride that their team is on. That's my point. That's what I'm trying to get through to some folks. It just quit worrying about what happens if and just what happens when. Thank you. I, that was a great way to put it. We always worry about the if. It may never happen. Yeah. It's a waste of energy. Just enjoy now. and Or or don't enjoy it. You know, how, you know, I, but, but if you don't want to enjoy it, keep that opinion to yourself. <laughs> no, 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 no. But the, 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 the push for if, I just don't think applies right now. I, I agree with you. I don't think it does either. If this team was on the bubble, man, I, we, I would embrace every bit of that. I mean, I would. I'd be sitting here pushing it, too. I'd be throwing it out there on a daily. That's not fair. That's not accurate. It, yeah, exactly. Last year when the team was on the bubble, we talked about the bubble every day. But this year we're not on the bubble. I mean, we're so I'm not going to, to act like that is what's happening when that is not accurate. It's just not fair to this team. All right, what does this team do tomorrow night, 7.45 p.m. against Florida State? I think they take care of business at home and improve on that home record. Get to 10 wins at home. It's a big deal. A lot of teams are already in double digits. Clemson is not in their vicinity there. Do we uh, get the brooms out this weekend, Brad? Uh, probably so. 
I don't know. I don't know about Kennesaw State, but Clemson's playing really well. South Carolina, Mississippi, who you got in that one tomorrow? Oh, uh, South Carolina. <laughs> Ole Miss is falling apart. Out of bounds at Landscape Supply. Have a great day. Take care. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you. WCCP FM 105.5. Clemson, Greenville Anderson. WAHT AM 1560.